This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. As you are quite aware, this is the last Sunday of the year of our Lord, 2019. And it's been a year full of many blessings. There were quite a few challenges. But in it all, the Lord has been faithful. And we return the honor and the glory to him. When I was asking the Lord, how do we, what do we see this last Sunday of the year? And what came to my heart is that we should look into what matters most to God. We should look into what matters most to God. Most relationships, they suffer because of divergence of view between the people that are there or the view about what matters most. Um, and that's even between us and God, that can be a problem. It's not that the other side does not buy into what the other person is saying, but it's only saying that it's not the priority. And homes that do best, relationships that do best, is because there's a convergence of what matters most. If one person insists that all the resources in the family should be used on since resources are limited, maybe on designer clothing. Another one says we should use it on real estate. There will be a lot of problem in that house. And so as we walk with God, as children in his house, the best thing is to know what matters most to him and to key into that. So we will be sharing on that thing that matters most to God. Amen. There is a proverb. It's a Nigerian proverb, I think specifically it's a Yoruba proverb. I'll say it to you in English. They said the wife does not cook the food. Anybody can complete it. The husband does not eat. Even if you decide to cook, for instance, if my wife decides to do caviar for me, you know what caviar is? Did I pronounce it well? That tells you that I more not likely will eat it. An average plate of caviar is probably about 200 pounds. Let's say she gets good bonus at work and say, let me spoil this man. And decide to cook caviar. It's a waste of money. But for a lot less, she can do some special dishes I like. Uh, you want to know my best dish? No, I won't. Not today. That the Jew used to say pandered yam. We discover later on that the man doesn't eat pandered yam very much. <laughs> so, if you're going to please this God, you must have the capacity to know what he wants and give it to him. And he says his commandments are not grievous. And if you do what pleases him, his mind, his heart is moved towards you to help you. Many times we think that serving God is hard. It's a lot easier than you can imagine. As long as you know what you want. Amen. 
So turn with me to Matthew 22, and I read verses 37 to 40 very quickly. And then we will take it from there. But when the Pharisees heard that he, Jesus, had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the greatest or the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. So if I were to ask you, this man or these people, they asked the Lord Jesus Christ for one law. Jesus gave them two. But I believe that the Lord, being a most wise human that's ever stepped on the earth, he gave them the correct answer. And his answer is singular. That if you will want to please God, you must have love. And that love must be both vertical and horizontal. And that love, vertical and horizontal component of love is what? When you do that and that, what is that? Is the cross. And so ever before they even went to the cross, he was describing the cross unto them. He said, there's only one law, and that law is love. That love must be towards God, whom you do not see. Because the book of First John tells us that if a person says he loves God and does not love his brother or hate his brother, what did the Bible call the person? A liar. So today, because of our time, it's a very pet topic for me. I would have loved to spend so much time on it. What should be our title for today? Anybody, any guess? Okay, a little bit more. Three words. God is love. I like teasing you. More? Any more? You are very competitive people. Come on, tell me more. Love your neighbor. Who is your neighbor? Who is your neighbor? Everybody. Uh, that's why you won't do anything. <laughs> Your neighbor is the person sitting to your left and to your right. Do you know it's as simple as that? Because when the Lord in Luke chapter 16 gave us that parable of the man who was trying to also tempt the Lord Jesus Christ. And immediately it was, you know, sharing with them that, you know, there was the priest and then the Levite and then the Samaritan. You know the story? Who was the neighbor? The person next unto him. And I was almost tempted to say, let us shuffle in the room. And let's see, maybe the obvious neighbor will not be your neighbor. Because passes it together. But the Lord said, leave it like that. Charity begins from home. I know you are professed love unto your neighbor if you are sitting with your spouse or your family member. But at the end of the day, this same message is still there for you today. Don't go far. Your neighbor is the person next to you. And so that neighbor changes every time. So when you're on the bus, you have a new neighbor. When you're on the train, you have a new neighbor. When you're on a flight, you have a new neighbor. When you're in Asda, you have a new neighbor. Does that make sense? And so that is the one that you are supposed to apply this law that the Lord is asking us to do. If we know the law of love, 
heavens will open unto us. And I have no doubt in my mind that this year that we're about to enter into, by the mercy of the Lord, will be the best one ever. Because we shall go in with the thing that pleases our God. What is love? What is love? Oh, you can tell me God is love. You can tell me all that is written in the first Corinthians chapter 13, especially verses 4 to 6. The message says love cares more than others for themselves. Love does not want what does, it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Doesn't have a swelled head. <laughs> doesn't force himself on others. Isn't always me first. Love doesn't fly off the handle. Love doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Love doesn't reveal when others grow well. I love that one. You know what that means? When people are there pleading with you, I'm sorry, you say you have not said it well. He says, is that a good way you will say sorry? When love will help the person to even not say it. He said, that's enough, that's all right. Love does not gloat or revel when others grow it takes pleasure in, in flowering of truth amen but you won't remember all that will you line by line so i give you an, an easier one what is love love is being nice <laughs> just be nice amen love is what be nice just be nice don't be don't be nasty don't be mean no matter what the person does, just choose in your mind that you will be nice. Whether they deserve it or not, be what? Be what? Just be nice. People love nice people. And I will make sure that as we go on. Love can also be defined by my own words that it is a feeling and a desire to see good in the life of others and to follow it by action. Even those who have offended you. It can be hard. How many times when you have sinned and something bad happens to you, you believe it's the devil. When the other person sins and something bad happens to them, you believe it's what? It is their punishment. For you, grace works. For them, judgment is the rule. Even within close relationships, I don't know how to say this. Even when tragedy happens, people come up with all sorts of things trying to defend God. I've heard of situations before many years back, many, many years, 30 years, so an assemblies of God pastor who had a very popular pastor in the city that was living in Nigeria. Unfortunately, he had a terminal illness and eventually had to die. And as far back as then, people were defending God that he must have committed some secret sin. Come on. What sin did John Baptist commit before he said was chopped off? Where love is, you don't, you don't look, believe the worst for the other person. You believe the best for them. Even if God were to punish them, who will stand in the gap for them? Oh, God compelled me one time to pray for somebody that did me much evil. Thank God. Maybe that is, maybe, maybe because he's sovereign. That is why I've been enjoying mercy. They said, did me much evil. And I was ready to pray the kind of prayer. Oh, Lord, hang their head upside down. 
And I have scripture back in from the book of Psalms. The Lord says, no. Pray for them. Were they delivered? Unfortunately, they were not. But I was delivered. I got mercy. And I wasn't even happy because the best thing that can happen to your enemies is for your enemies to be converted to be your friend. They will never forget you. It is what is called, I hold you one. If there's a relationship that you are in now, I have a few like that. Over the years, I get away with many things for them because they hold me. When they did me evil, I decided to soak it in. They were wondering, won't you retaliate? I said, well, I would love to. The man I'm following said, I must not. I wish I can just beg him to let me retaliate. But he won't listen. Brethren, be nice. Amen? And before you start rushing away and say, okay, pastor, fine, I will be nice. I will live here. I do my best. I will love everyone. There are obstacles ahead. If you are not aware of the challenges that are ahead, it might be difficult for you to do what is right. There are two main obstacles identified to loving. And God will help you at night to overcome them. Number one is what I call environment. Every human being will have an internal environment that makes it difficult to love as God wants us to love. Our internal emotional milieu, our internal environment speaks of one thing, selfishness. Amen. I know some of you are not like that. Even the external environment, which I'm not asking you not to follow, says the same thing. When you're on a flight, we say before you help somebody else, who should you help first? Good advice. But ingraining in that is what? Is me first. How many parents are ready to say the little oxygen that is left, child, have it? Especially you men that are in the room. I'm tempted to preach. Ephesians chapter 5 for you. Beginning from verse 25. Husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church that he gave himself for. Thank you. Who completed it? A woman. <laughs> and you better, he said, you must submit. You must submit. I said, better, better go slow on this and submit thing. Because if she were to use the other side for you, will you survive it? It's actually easier to submit as a woman than to love as a man. The level of love Christ is asking for. You know that level of love? There are only two minutes of oxygen left in that can and you're on a flight. And you don't know whether they can rectify it somewhere. Take your own mask off. Madam, have it. All you men in the house, God knows your heart. (laughs) Including me. (laughs) Those that are saying never, Amen. But the truth of the matter, brethren, the call that God has called us to is a very deep one. And it's a call into uncommon kind of love. Amen. And I don't like using common things or general things in our time. You know, I don't want to, I don't preach from newspapers. You probably have noticed through the year. But this one is compelling. Even the, 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 the tragedy we've just talked about. The tragedy we just talked about. You know, even secular people they were commenting, or some of these people I was reading. I said, nobody's talking about the selflessness of brother and, is that brother? Brother and dad, who jumped in, not caring for their own life. Brethren, your love will be tested. Unless it's not love, it will be tested. 
There will be a time when you need to make a call. You go and I stay. Make a call. You leave. And I probably depart. When that time calls, may the Lord give you the grace. It's easy to give what you are disposed with. It's more difficult to give what is very essential unto your life. So, normally we are selfish human beings. Amen? And so, be aware of that. Because as I begin to mention a few other things, Philippians chapter 2, verses 20 to 21. You will need to help me upstairs with the scriptures on the, on the screen. Philippians chapter 2, verses 20 to 21. So that I can establish this in the scripture. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. Verse 21, please. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. And the advice we are given in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 24. 1 Corinthians 10, 24. As believers, is... Let no one seek his own, but each one the other's what? Well-being. You can step on me as long as you are fine. And I mentioned there's a lot of external influences as well. The natural world rewards and encourages selfishness. Leaders, political leaders, they appeal to the selfish interests of people to further their own selfish interests. Does that make sense to you? That's what they do. They look for those things that, you know, no matter what, no matter how unachievable it is, they look for your selfish interest. But they just want to project themselves. And there are not shortage of selfish interest around. But we must rise above that. Amen. I wrote here, I hope that will be beneficial to you. The world is divided. Don't let your home, don't let the church be divided. The world is divided. I've never seen the world as divided like this. In fact, most of the problems in the world, they are no longer international problems. They are intranational problems. Haven't you noticed? The Cold War is over. Russia is no longer fighting America. Are they fighting? They are friends now. But within Russia, they are fighting one another. Within America, they are doing what? Britain is no longer at war with South Africa when Zulu, Chaka the Zulu was fighting there. You remember? Who is fighting each other now? South Africans are fighting themselves, aren't they? Who is fighting each other in the Britain? We are fighting ourselves. And that is the end time model that is there. And it's seeping into families, into relationships. Don't let it drop in your backyard. The devil will do everything to make sure to divide people because a house divided cannot stand. Husband, don't let your Relationship be divided with your wife and vice versa with your children, with your parents. Stay united. The world is divided. Don't let the world divide you. Situations in which they say people vote for different political parties and as long as election campaign is going on, they don't talk to each other. It is sad. And it happens in homes. But that is the environment we live in. Anti-love. Okay. But also don't forget, it's not only the environment you need to overcome. Your internal environment and the external environment, be aware of them and work against them. Even the people you want to show love to, you need to overcome it sometimes. Good people, you can become pleasant. You agree with me? You see, oh, people that are very close to you, oh, she will take anything. He will take anything. Uh-uh, uh-uh. That can even be a trap. Bad people, they are even worse problem, isn't it? You have every reason not to help them. Or neutral people, you can easily ignore them. So, quickly, why must we love? Number one, it is rewarding. God rewards 
love. Amen? The most rewarding venture in the world is to love. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10. Amen. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10. I want us to read that together. One, two, go. For God is not to forget your work and which you have shown toward his name in that you have and has anybody ministered to another Christian? If you have, God has not forgotten it. He is, I, I guarantee you. Everyone that you have given a cup of cold water to, God is remembering it. In fact, remind God about it. Remind him. I say, Lord, you said God is not unjust me that God cannot be, how do we put it now? He cannot be like the devil. It's as deep as that. If you go deeper into that word, he cannot forget. He will reward. Your reward will not tarry. Matthew chapter 5, verse 46. Jesus Christ, our Lord, when he was advising us, may the love flow in the love of God flow in our hearts. I need it, you need it. When a generation in which, for if you love those who love you, let me finish my statement. When a generation in which everything works against love, but here what the Lord says there when he was talking on the Sermon on the Mount. He said, for if you love those who love you, what reward? What what? So when you love those who don't love you, what do you have? You have reward. You have reward. So above all things, remember that any time you show love, number two, it is rewarding, number one. Number two, it is the evidence of who we are or who we are not. No, I don't, talk is cheap. It's your action that tells me whether you love or not. John chapter 13, verse 35. John 13, verse 35. Well-known verse, we should be our memory verse in this church. John 13, 35. By this all we know, that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. That is the sine qua non. That's the only way you know a person is of God. Some people, they are full of hate. Before they scratch them, they have lashed out, they have slashed the person. Before they abuse them a little bit, they have decided to carry a bomb and throw it in their backyard. And if they want to come here and start ministering in one form or another and doing something, we don't believe you. The evidence we see is not pointing to the fact that you are manifesting Christ. It's not how well you minister in one form or another. It's how much you love. Say, by their fruit, you shall know them. And the only fruit we should bear as believers is fruit of love. Let things pass and let God have his way. Amen. It's the only way we know who you are. Number three, why we must love? It empowers us. It empowers us. The most potent force on earth is the force of love. Romans chapter 12, verse 21, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good, or conquer evil with good. Amen. If to do evil is easy, very, very easy. So I've shared with some of you before, you know why I gave my life to Christ? When I was still in, in school, or where, what tenderized me when I was in university before eventually, immediately I left, I formally gave my life to Christ and submitted completely to him. You know what? I saw those guys on campus that they were different from me. 
I, just, I didn't see any other thing. All their preaching was, many of them didn't even know half of the Bible that I knew. I'm sorry. I mean, I grew up in the Bible home. I won that thousand prize on Bible. I, some of them, they stumbled out their Bible verses. I said, you don't even know how to pray. But they behaved better than I did. And that time I said, you guys, you have a power that makes you not to do what I'm doing. Somehow you could not do it. Somehow I could not do what you are doing. Let's exchange. Brethren, it is who we are as we minister to people that will make the difference. Number four, love attracts favor. Amen. Love does what? Nice people effortlessly attract other people. And I say other people because they attract both good and bad people. Nice people. I want to be there before. If you are nice, do you attract people? You will. People will move towards you. Good and... But God has a way of protecting you against the bad, from the bad. Oh. If I decide to now be so, I wish I can, be so generous and be dishing out money. I say, fountain of love every Sunday morning between 11 and 11.15, we give 100 pounds to anyone that wants. What do you expect next Sunday? A queue outside. How many of them will be Christians? Very few. So extend that into all normal day-to-day behavior. If you are nice, you will attract favor. And you cannot progress in life without God sending people to your life. Some of us that you want to retaliate, you want to fight back, you are driving people away. Welcome them. The only way to progress is through people. God sends people. Jesus Christ is God. How many times did the angel minister to Jesus in the scripture? How many times? Did anybody remember? Bible study. The Bible says an angel came and ministered to him. Can anybody remember? Maybe twice. When at baptism and when he was in the garden agonizing. How many times people ministered to him? Hundreds of times, isn't it? From the disciples, load me your boat, to the women who give them food, to people who went to prepare the upper room for him, to the man who gave him the donkey. Why didn't angels bring donkey? Some of you, Maybe you are not less some of some of us. We don't need people. We say we don't need people. Oh, I'm very spiritual. And that's where when God answers your prayer or through people, be thankful to them. I used to know a man when you give him a gift, he doesn't thank you. And I have a means of asking him, ah, I used to go around and corner. Didn't you receive that thing? I said, he said, I receive you. Thank God. Thank God. I know. Thank me too. Thank me. Oh, we give all glory to God. Yes, of course, we give all glory to him. Such a person is not nice. Such a person will not attract favor. You remember the definition of love? What is the definition of love? Be nice. Genuinely, sincerely. It's not more complex than that. And of course, it was pride. He does not want to owe anybody. Jesus owed people. Some people, you don't want to owe anybody at all. Ah, don't let it be said. That is the one that helped me. Ah, please. I need help. And once you give me help, it will be said that you are the one that helped me. But my goal is achieved. How long do we have to live on earth? You must be nice so that you can attract favor. Now, but where are we? Because of our time? 
Number five now. Love is the foundation and the frame on which other gifts are built. Amen? Love is the foundation and the frame on which what? Other gifts are built. And I wrote down here to make it easier. I say operating natural talent or spiritual gifts without love is like running an engine without lubricating oil. And there are many people like that prophesying, speaking in tongues. Go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 1 to 3. Let's hear what the scripture says. When the scripture speaks, I will need to talk less. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become what? Sounding brass or a clanging symbol. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains. Wow. I wish I could even have that, you know. But have love. Had not love. What is it? It's nothing. Verse 3, conclusion. What did he say? And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be born, but have not love, it does what? There's no reward. No reward. Many people want to operate, give their putting too much energy. Jesus Christ, all most of the miracles he did, he said, and he had compassion on them. Miracles normally flow from a genuine heart of compassion. I had people prayed over me before, and I knew they are not praying for me because their hearts were not there. And I've prayed by the special grace of God for people before. Let me give you the positive one. And I knew within my heart that what I'm saying does not make sense, but my heart was burning. And God heard me. Some of them they came back. They said, Pastor, just pray a small prayer. Where? I didn't even know what I prayed. It was more of, Lord, uh -uh, enough is enough. That's a heart that is feeling and desiring to see good in life of others. And then the results will come. Hallelujah. Number six, love is the fulfilling of the law. All that good virtues are summarized in the four-letter word, love. Amen. Romans 13, verses 8 to 10. Romans 13, verses 8 to 10. Amen. Oh, no one anything except to love one another. Amen. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Verse 9. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. And if there's any other commandment, they are all summed up in this same namely word. You shall love your neighbor as that is it. Love does no harm to neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Amen. Stop counting laws. Just be nice to people. Number seven, finally, why we must love? Because it's important to know the why of a thing or else you won't do it. So we're spending time on staring our hearts. Why do I need to love? These are the reasons. Number seven, love is eternal. First Corinthians chapter 13 verse 8. First Corinthians chapter 13 verse 8. Love is eternal. Love never fails. Um, maybe give me an NLT. 
if you may, please. Uh, prophecy and speaking in on new languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Every other thing, they will come and go. But love is what will be your account in heaven forever. Ah, the Lord will help us. Amen. The Lord has given us the key into the new year, even before we enter into it. As we walk around, just being nice to people, caring for them, you are building your love profile. And as your profile is building, God is taking notice. As God is taking notice, he will do what? Reward. He will reward you. How to love? As I close. I think it might be helpful for us to read Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37, and we do a quick Bible study. Give me five more minutes, and then we pray. Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 37. Okay. Um, okay, good. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested Jesus, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Keep going quickly, please. He said to him, What is written in the Lord? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. On represent 28. And he said to him, You have answered rightly, absolutely. Do this and you will live. Ah, then the man blew it. But he wanted to justify himself. Said to Jesus, and who is my... That was the first question I asked you. Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road and when he saw him, please listen carefully to the scripture because you may have known the story, but God will always drop something new in your heart. I read verse 31 again. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Verse 32, please. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. Verse 33, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, that is the wounded man, he did what? Verse 34, please. So, he went to him. Take note because I will ask you questions from here. And bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Please go back to verse 33 because I will ask you a question there. Thank you. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, where the wooden and when he saw him, he had compassion. Verse 34, quickly, please. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. Verse 35, quickly, please. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So, which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And the conclusion, and he said, he who showed mercy on him, then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. What were the three things that that man possessed that made him the good neighbor? Okay, you summarize it too quickly. 
go to verse go to verse 33 we need to study this together but when this man had three things open he had an open eye he saw he didn't wait to hear the complaint of the man he didn't wait for the request of the man he kept what open eyes as you move around please open your eyes people are crying for help Open what? Open your eyes. You must have open eyes. Number two, what did he what did he have open again? His heart. He had an open heart. An open, soft heart. And then verse 34, what did he have? Open hands that he used to minister. That's the conclusion. Go and do likewise. Amen. Don't let your neighbor ask for F before you offer it. Somebody is struggling to start their kind of money. Stop. Deacon, stop. Pastor, stop. Brother, go and help them. Amen. Oh, you are not answering amen anymore. Amen. A child in the neighborhood has been roaming around all day. You don't know what's, where the parents are. Please go and investigate. Keep an open eye. You saw somebody in the neighborhood. That is suspicious. Keep an open eye. Oh, we're going too far in the church. Somebody came to church not looking the usual self. What should you do? Keep your eyes open. What should you do? Keep your hearts open. Go to them and ask, are you okay? What would they most likely tell you? They will say, I'm fine. What do you say after that one? Are you sure? And don't ask it when you are answering another person. What I normally do is that when I pick people like that, see, you are not looking your usual self. I pick you onto one side, sit you down. Nobody will refuse that. Usually, I say, Are you okay? I say, I'm fine. Ah, God bless you. Person, you shake the head. Really? Are you really interested? Keep an open eye. They always look at faces here, even as I'm preaching. See people, you know, normally cherry. They look at you, I say, what is the matter? Is the thing getting to you? But don't ask amongst many people. Pull them to one side. Amen. Somebody that has been dressing properly before, getting unkempt, what do you do? Find out what is going on. Oh, I'm quite aware some people, even when the whole world is on their side, they don't smile. I know them. But it's still your duty to check. There's the saying of the elders where I came from. He said, a person who has a smiley face, even when he's drowning, you will think he's smiling. So some people are like that. They always have a stern face. Even when they are happy, still find out. Say, this is your stern face. Can you relax it a little bit? <laughs> and maybe you force a laugh out, out of them. And many a time, some people, is because of the paradigm. The pastor Ralph has been here before. He was my pastor in London. Usually pick up my wife. He's my best friend. You know him now. When she's in church, she doesn't laugh. <laughs> and that's my lunch gone. <laughs> But, but remember, remember, remember the rule. Be nice. 
So the question is that, was I the one that was not first nice? Or is there a person that will pay me back with not being nice? Rise on your feet. Let's pray. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to pray to prayer. Lord, give me your heart. Lord, teach me your way. Is that simple enough? We, we, we change this community. If we start working this thing, I'm telling you. Even our own lives, even our health, we get better. So some of the things I couldn't have time to tell you. I just wanted to stick with the scriptures and use the scripture. But there are so many things I can tell you. Practical things that I've experienced. Sometimes when my heart is so filled with love, I don't, my sleep is better. Have you been there before? All those niggly back pain, head pain, leg pain, all this pain, 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 pain here, they just go. Because we are created to love. Until the garden of Eden, we blew it. May the Lord give us his heart. This wonderful song, I hope I can remember all the words. You don't need to sing after me. Take that as the special number for today. That's what I long for. I follows after you. That's what I long for. I follows after you. I hides your words so the sin will not commit. And that's full of compassion on one soon and rain. Eh? Yes. And the compassion so that sin, sin may not come in. Ah, I told you, I may not remember the words. Mar of worship arises to, to your throne. Yeah, you sang it very well, but I didn't get the word. But what he's actually saying, he said, a heart that's full of compassion. God, give us your heart. Amen. I say, God, give us your heart. Oh, pray for yourself. Lord, give me your heart. The heart that made you to be at peace in the midst of the storm of life. Give me your heart. Give me your heart, oh God. Give me your heart. And teach me your way, my Savior and my God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Please, let's just call on the name of the Lord. This might not be the normal run of, of, of message, but the Lord wants us to close this here, key in into that which matters unto him. And in respect of what you are going through yourself, you can still show love. On the cross, Jesus was feeling pain, but he was relieving somebody else's pain. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, that's how it works. Oh, but I have my problem. Yes, God knows. But in the midst of that, you can still minister to someone. Give me your heart and show me your way, oh God. Let's pray for ourselves and corporately as a church that the Lord will show us his way. He will make us to be a loving group. We have testimonies already as people testify today one form or another. But we can do more. God wants us to do more. Fill our heart with your love, oh God. Fill our heart with your love. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Give us your heart, O oh God. And I pray that everything that is creaky and not working in our lives, they will all be righted. 
for humans to love is almost in the realm, at least to love as Christ loves, is in the realm of miracles. Do that miracle in our hearts today. Lord, these last few days of this year, there shall be no sorrow. There shall be no going away from you. Uphold us, Lord. And I pray that as many as may be discouraged, show them the areas you have encouraged them. Because for every discouragement, that's an encouragement from the Lord. And let that strength of heart carry each and every one of us into the new year. Thank you for loving us so much. To you, our Father, be the honor and glory. Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.